The arguments you're about to hear are your own. However, the two idiots having them are just a couple of best friends whose opinions on everything are determined at the flip of a coin. They are mercenaries of the modern day, asinine advocates of the causes to which they have just been assigned. They may not be right, but they are totally, always, 100% completely sure. They are Connor Hughes and Graham Ganahl, and this is Cell Swords. <laughs> Swords. My coworker has terrible foot odor. How do I know this? Well, every day she comes into work and she. You know what? Actually, you know what? No. No, because you know what? Connor's not available to record this week. So it's just me. I'm here by myself and I'm gonna do what I wanna do. And you know what I wanna do? I wanna talk about pogs. Hi, I'm Graham Ganahl. Welcome to the Cell Swords Pog Cast, where I just literally just talk about pogs until you go away. So strap yourself in because things are about to get a little turbulent. It's Cell Swords, just some guy who's talking about pogs today. Cell Swords, he'll say anything that he has to say. It's Cell Swords, blah 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 blah. Don't pretend like you don't skip the theme every time. Everyone knows that pogs are popular in the 90s, but where did they really come from? Well, first you got to understand that pogs is a brand name. The generic term for pogs is milk caps. Milk caps is, is the name of the game. And th that actually comes from a, a lawsuit that occurred between the uh, World Pog and and uh, and Universal Pog associations. And, and that came later on. But let's focus on the beginning. Where did they start out? Well, the game of milk caps, as far as anyone can tell, came from Hawaii, came from Maui in the 20s. So 70 years before, you know, the rest of the world was playing pogs, we had little little uh, Hawaiian kids playing uh, with milk caps. And, and the rules are, were, were pretty much the same. Now, it's called milk caps, but the caps weren't really from milk containers. What they were from is a drink sold by uh, a dairy in Maui. It was a mixed fruit drink. Uh, it had a glass bottle with a cap, like a, like a milk bottle. Uh, but the, it was called Pog, and the word Pog stands for passion fruit, orange, and guava, which were the ingredients in the fruit juice. The first game of Pogs, or milk caps, was probably played on Maui in about 1927. Now, in 1955, the company that was producing the glass containers uh, for the Pog, uh, well, the juice, stopped making them. Well, stopped making the glass containers. And uh, But they still kept making the milk caps because they wanted the game to still be played. And it was all kind of very low-key until about 1991. So at this point, you've had almost 70 years go by, and it's just been this kind of small game played on Maui. Now, in 91, uh, the company 
moved to Oahu, which of course is bigger, and that led to uh, a revival of the game. So that's really why in the 90s, Pogs became a big thing. Pretty much from then on, anyone actually playing the game would probably call it Pogs and not Milk Caps. The only ones who would have to use the term Milk Caps would be the people producing them that weren't the original Pog company. So let me kind of break that down real quick. After a comic convention in January of 1993, uh, Skybox International and Marvel started making Pogs under the names Skycaps and Herocaps. Now, the World Pog Federation claimed that the term Pog was a trademark, whereas the other companies making Pogs said it was just a generic word that was used by kids that played the game wherever they played it. So in 1994, three years after Pogs became really popular, there was a lawsuit between World Pog and Universal Pog, or the Universal Pogs Association. It was then that Pog uh, was attributed solely to World Pog, uh, the World Pog Federation, and Universal Pogs had to change their name to Universal Slammers Incorporated, which is kind of interesting because a slammer is a very specific type of Pog. If you don't know how the game is played, basically... Uh, kids who are playing pogs would each contribute one to a stack and then you'd have uh, and these would be you know the the standard milk caps you'd stack them up and then uh, you'd use a, a bigger pog called a slammer um, usually made out of metal or plastic some kids didn't like the metal ones and they actually banned those uh, my slammer that i have uh, is a metal one i think aluminum with a dyno on it that i really like so that one might have been banned uh, in some circles, but you throw the slammer at the stack of pogs and uh, whichever ones flip over you get to keep. Uh, that is if you're playing for keeps, which is determined before the game. So that made a, a popular schoolyard game. Um, now, as with most trends, what ended up happening is that uh, <laughs> teachers and, and principals uh, and school boards eventually banned pogs because they considered it a form of gambling. I guess just like jacks or Yu-Gi-Oh cards or Pokemon or whatever else kids get up to. I think just about any time a trend pops up and spreads like wildfire, it eventually gets banned for one reason or another. I think Silly Bands got banned, and I don't really remember why, but I'm pretty sure it was ridiculous. And of course, there were the uh, usual concerns about uh, milk caps or pogs being um, a huge distraction of the kids from classes and, uh, and kids fighting over them. So they were pretty much banned uh, from schools across North America and uh, I think in Australia, possibly New Zealand. Now, your good old-fashioned traditional pog uh, is made out of kind of a rough cardboard, um, doesn't have a lot of color to it, um, and actually would sometimes have a staple through it, which uh, is how it would be on an actual bottle cap, on an actual pog bottle cap. It wasn't just the, uh, you know, the, as I said, Marvel and, and some other people got, in, got, got into Pogs, and so what you ended up having were like hockey card Pogs and, and, and um, Happy Meal Pogs. Actually, they, they, <laughs> sometimes you could go into a bank, and um, if you open an account with them, they would give you a special Pog. Uh, I mean, that's how widespread Pogs were. I guess like now it'd be like you go into a bank and they give you a, a Hatchimal if you open an account. That's what kids are into, right? Hatchimals? I'm pretty sure it's Hatchimals. Fidget spinners are definitely out. And then there's those squishy food-looking things that I think they're scented, but I don't know what anyone does with them. I'm going to stick with what I know. So let's talk more about Pogs. As I said... There's basically one way to play Pogs. Um, there are some variations, but here's pretty much it. If you've never played before, uh, however many players there are, all put in an equal number of Pogs into the stack. 
Now those just stack on top of each other. Um, and you can really do that as high as you want. And then everyone takes a turn going around. They throw their slammer uh, down on the top of the stack. And then, um, of course, that causes the stack to kind of fly up into the air. And some of them flip over and some of them don't. Uh, whichever ones they flip over, they get to keep. And then whichever ones that they don't flip over, those ones are restacked and then the next player throws. The game ends when there aren't any pogs left in the stack, and then whoever has the most pogs wins. And if they're playing for keeps, then everyone just keeps whichever pogs uh, they got. So it kind of gives an advantage to the first person to go, which is, again, kind of a, a big uh, source of playground fights. It's hard to overestimate the cultural significance of pogs. Uh, they're kind of a staple of pop culture in the 90s. I, I mean, it's something that you'd laugh about now. You might get like an occasional uh, reference in a show like Rick and Morty um, to Pogs being this kind of like lame, outdated thing, which I guess in some sense, sure, they are just like any other trend. But it's kind of, I don't know, I, I see it <laughs> as a phenomenon that hasn't really been matched again. What makes Pogs different, I mean, not different from everything, but different from a lot of trends is that in addition to being a game, it's also a collectible. And that's like Yu-Gi-Oh cards in a sense, but it's also just a typical schoolyard game. I mean, like Jax, it's a lot like Jax. I think it's hard to find anymore games that are popular with kids that are actually in any sense physical. I don't know, maybe maybe that was just kind of a result of it being the 90s and, and kids not having... Uh, smartphones and tablets and 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 <laughs> and whatever else uh, has kind of sprung up in that time. Now, why do I love Pogs? I mean, I'm not a '90s kid, right? I'm not really a '90s kid. I was born in the '90s. I I vaguely remember maybe like 1999, but uh, I mean, when when the year 2000 rolled around, I was three years old. So I I can't consider myself a '90s kid. But I have a lot of Pogs, and I've always played Pogs, and I love Pogs, and the reason for that is because both of my older siblings are 90s kids, and uh, when you're the third kid, you kind of get a lot of hand-me-downs, and I had a lot of 90s stuff. I had a lot of, uh, I mean, like, clothes and uh, and toys, and um, I had the uh, the Inspector Gadget and the, um, and the Army guys, and most significantly to me, Pogs. Um, yeah, I've got a bunch of, I've got a stack of Pogs and a little film canister, and some of them have hockey cards on them, and, and, and some of them are kind of like Bible camp themed, and, and, uh, a lot of them seem to be from Happy Meals. I don't think any of them are from opening a bank account. Is there a future for Pogs? I don't know. I'd like to think there is. I think, I mean, with movies like Ready Player One coming out, uh, which kind of ha introduce a lot of that nostalgia for either things that we personally remember or just things from pop culture that we don't personally remember, but kind of have a shared uh, remembrance of as a society. I think maybe there's a place for Pogs to come back. Um, even if it's ironically, I'd like to see him around again. You know, it's amazing that as much as I love Pogs, I've never looked online to see if there's anyone still playing. 
I mean, as you've heard in the Swellboards updates, I've recently been getting into skateboarding, and I'm finding out a lot of stuff there, like handboarding and, and fingerboarding tournaments. Uh, it was kind of the same when I got back into Line Rider, and I found that whole community about people who just wanted to do more than get boshed from point A to point B. People who knew about quirking and throws and, and kind of this uh, amazing other community. And <laughs> maybe next time Connor's out, I'll do, I'll do a special episode on that. But Pogs... I mean, come on, not milk caps, pogs, lame as they may be, have a special place in my heart. And you know what? I think it's important to really love at least one lame thing. Because if it's lame and you love it, then you know you really love it. I think everyone should have one of those things. Anyway, I'm Graham Ganahl, and Connor Hughes ain't here. And this has been the Cell Swords Pogcast. We'll be back to the regular show next Monday, so if you have a trivial dispute that you want to send in, go ahead and send it to sellswordspodcast at gmail.com or slam us a tweet at sellswordsshow on Twitter. Thanks to everyone who's expressed an interest in the show over the past few weeks. Uh, thanks to Jess Harnell for saying that you would check it out. Uh, you're the nicest guy that I've ever met in my life. Next time you come to Indianapolis, hit me up for a round of pogs. Anyway, that's the show. This has been the Cell Swords Pogcast. Thanks for listening. Be the pog you want to see in the world.